Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What up, y'all? Very special edition. I really like doing these live uh, shows. One, because it's easier on me. Um, and then two, um, I just like talking about different things. And, it's, and there's so much women's wrestling talk to talk about. So um, I'll tell you the reason why we're here. So first off, thank you guys for tuning in to Women's Wrestling Talk. This is a very special panel edition. I'm going to get into our host first, and then I'm going to tell you guys why you're here. You don't leave me in suspense. So she is the host for United Wrestling Network. Please welcome Emily May. Hi, everyone. Excited to be back. Hey, hey, I know. Double trouble today. And uh, she is the host of In Cat We Trust. Please welcome Katrina Blake. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. And, you know, my other two co-hosts, they're amazing. But this lady is more amazing because she does a lot of work. I don't wish this work on anybody else. Uh, but she does amazing work all the time. Definitely a site that you want to check out. She is the co-owner of Bell to Bells and contributor for PWI, please welcome Christian Astley. Hi, everybody. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good. Hi, um, I'm, I'm so excited to see you, Kristen. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. So uh, let's get into it. So wait, first off, let's just kind of discuss the PWI um, because there's a lot of news that's been coming out, you know, if you're on Twitter and all that good stuff, you know, a lot of people have been announcing that they made it one wrestler. I forgot who it was. She's like, the great news is I saw the PWI. The bad news is I didn't make it, but i like, she said it in a very tongue in cheek way. Um, meaning that, you know, she's going to get there eventually, but kind of let's talk about it. What, what does it take to make that list? Uh, well, for women, for instance, uh, unfortunately, historically, the list has been sort of built for for male wrestlers. Um, and that just means that the only criteria that's different is that it it um, weighs like heavyweight championships or junior heavyweight championships, which traditionally women are not. They don't have the opportunity for, at least not in the big promotions. Um, the last two years, there's been women on the list because the indies have been been a lot more intergender focused so um you know those type of titles uh general stuff right so like matches title reigns um the strength of competition that sort of thing so anything that would make like a really good wrestler and then also it's kayfabe so push is really important as well it is it is and um how do you so i just kind of give you like what i what i had to do yesterday is kind of like not having to do wrestling but has to do with wrestling i had to do like a list a list of comparing products for the company that i sell and i did it on paper and computer it was very difficult there was about 25 lists uh you're dealing with the 500 names so how do you keep track of like like who goes where in is there like a whiteboard somewhere or yeah do y'all get into like one room and just kind of battle it out <laughs> uh virtually so there's um the, the ranking committee is handpicked by Kevin, who is the editor-in-chief over there. And we all kind of have our roles. So obviously, I'm not there to worry about like men's wrestling. I'm there to cover women. Women who qualify, that was that was my duty. Um, there are, you know, uh, Righteous Reg, if you follow him on Twitter, he's there for the Black representation. So we all have our focus, which is nice because there's no way I would ever know 500 wrestlers and nevertheless be able to rank them. I mean, there's so there's so many on that list that I'm not very familiar with, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, and we spent several meetings. There's several meetings in a Zoom 
where you just talk it out and it's hours at a time takes whole evenings um and even then like we don't have 14 days to do this so there's like email threads that happen um kevin and pwi in general get the trump card so you know if we're fighting a lot he gets to just pick but um it's a it's a lot of team effort it's not just you know we don't put like there's a lot of effort into this we don't just sit around for 20 minutes and just like oh this works like, I know, like yeah a lot are. of effort <laughs> yeah, what's right. the timeline for it so like for instance like fun fact the rose bowl they actually start planning um in february for the rose bowl the next year so what's the timeline to put this list together like when do you guys start you know getting things together well it all depends on the evaluation period so this time around it was from, I believe, July 1st of last year until June 30th this year. And then it's pretty much like right away. So it's funny because I was in um, NW, I was in St. Louis for NWA. And that week we were doing these meetings. So there was a lot of late nights and a lot of doing all that stuff. But um, typically we, we started pretty much right away. Yeah. After Did, so this past year, you know, we're still in the pandemic. Did did that have a factor in a lot of your decision making? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of wrestlers who normally would rank didn't. Like uh, Canada, for instance, Canada was pretty closed down during COVID, so they mm -hmm. weren't. You'll see in the women's list too. Unfortunately, there just wasn't a lot of Canadian wrestlers who made it on the list uh, simply because they weren't wrestling up there. On um, the UK, unfortunately, that too. The men were really hurt with that. Not so much the women, but the men. Um, there was there was. Yeah, I mean, a lot of countries were completely shut down, and even the indies. Um, there were a couple indie wrestlers that I know should have made it and kind of made like a fake fuss. They weren't really complaining, but you know, they only had a couple matches. So it definitely yeah. affected the list for sure. Yeah. All right, so are you guys ready to get into the list? Ah, let's yeah. do it. Okay, so we're gonna start from, I like realize how I put the order. So we're gonna start from uh, least to most. Clearly, I didn't do well in math. Anyway, <laughs> in position 441, <laughs> it's going to be Billy Starks. So, like, tell us about, I was actually listening to some of her interviews. She has a really incredible story. Like, so she's fairly young, but not young into the game. Um, so tell us, like, how, what made her get onto this position in this list? I mean, she she is so young, but right off the bat, she's wrestling in larger indie promotions. So typically PWI considers promotions like GCW, which I think we all kind of, as like the bigger indie promotions. So they have the most um, talented like wrestlers, they hold the, the most sought after shows, and she's already fighting in them. And Scrambles, I think she was in Joey Janela's Spring Break 4, in, in these like intergender matches. And I would wager that most, I would say she's probably half and half. If you look at her her matches, she fights men probably as much as she fights women. And it's it's incredible because she is so young. And granted, her dad follows her around and things are safe. But I mean, her her trajectory is is insane. It's yeah. straight up there. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you find so like impressive about her matches that you've seen? Like, well, I mean, she's competed for a lot of titles already which at that age. At that age, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, Lainey Luck is the freelance underground independent champion and Billy Starks has already fought her for that, which is an intergender title. So she's fighting for these big titles. She's showing up in these big promotions mm -hmm. and she's, I mean, she's really not afraid to go for it 
which is a, a big part of the indie stuff, right? She's yeah. not afraid to show up. She works a lot. 20 promotions this year alone, I, I yeah. lastly interviewed, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. During the yeah. pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine if it wasn't the pandemic, what she would do. If right. she's doing 20 when things are shut down, I can't imagine. Right. And, and you year. know, yeah, she still goes to school. I mean, she's still getting straight A's. I mean, she's still doing all that stuff. So it's, it's an inspiration that somebody at that age can really just kill it. Yeah, I was actually recently introduced to Billy at an um, indie show in Jersey uh, for the debut We Are Wrestling show. And that's the first time I've actually seen her in action in person. And she was just so much energy and everything. When I realized how young she was, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I love that you're so, like, invested already, which means she has, like, such a, so much time to, you know, if she wants to tweak things or just so many things that she can do as far as opportunities and stuff like that's pretty cool so to see her in the list and i like really just got introduced to her was like okay this is pretty cool yeah, yeah. i mean and she holds herself so professionally like even mm -hmm. at such a young age like in the ring and when she's heading out there and just in like in person she just holds herself uh in a way that i think at that age i think is very impressive yeah, it, it, she puts herself out. Sorry, she puts herself out there. I mean, there was mm -hmm. a couple times I would put out feeler tweets on things, and she would send me DMs. I mean, she's she's working it at that young age. She's really she's really hustling. <laughs> you find it's an advantage because we uh, we're going to talk about her a little bit later. But we interviewed somebody who's on the list, and she was mentioning like social media and being able to. Um, like, you know, a lot of her matches when she first started out are not recorded and, you know, they were terrible. But now we have social media and it feels like a lot of wrestlers are starting to start earlier in the game. So do you think it's because of social media or do you think like it's just where we are in society or? I don't know, to be honest. I guess because, I mean, there could probably social media plays a part. Um, you know, kids are kids. I, Cause I'm 35, right? Those kids. <laughs> Those like kids. I, I think, you know, they're more, they're more, um, you know, wrestling is more visible to them, right? They see mm -hmm. things that, that I didn't, cause I didn't have that. I didn't have social media until I was like in college. So, you know, we, we didn't get that. They do. And so they're probably seeing things that, um, you wouldn't normally see in your real life. And so maybe they're then exposed to those things and, and they want to try them out. So yeah, I mean, social media always plays a part in that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just so amazing. Like I definitely agree. I think it was you that uh, said it, Emily, that she, um, Billy just, it, when she, even in her interviews, she just carries mm -hmm. herself like she's been doing this for like a decade and it's like, mm, has, hasn't even been around for that. Well, she's been around for right. a but yeah, it's just, it's just um, kudos to her. I'm definitely looking forward to um, seeing more of her. Now in position 429, Emmy Sakura. So trying to find a picture here. Here we go. Um, so what, like I was another, you know, not as many interviews because of the language barrier, but amazing mm -hmm. matches. So kind of what put her like on your list that kind of put her in that position? Well, I mean, first, I think it's important to note that she's been working for 26 years in this business, and it's her first time ranking on a PWI list ever. Even the women she hasn't ranked, which is crazy. That's I, really, I told, really hard to believe. That's, yeah, that's insane. It is. I think it's a testament, though, that Joshi Wrestling is now getting more mainstream. 
Um, you know, obviously, AW had a part in her particular mm-hmm. career, but it's becoming more mainstream. People are noticing it more. They're watching yeah. it. And so maybe that's why she's she's finally being recognized. But it's crazy that it took so long. Yeah. Um, well, there's been it. a lot of yeah, there's been a lot of like crossover, more mainstream um, mm-hmm. crossover shows on larger wrestling promotions, like you said, so that we can see these Joshi wrestlers and um, just a different style of wrestling that's very different. And so I think she has been given opportunities, which is great, uh, mm-hmm. so that we can actually see. Um, the difference that Joshi wrestlers bring to the game. Yeah. Do you think it's because um, I find this as well, like, you know, there was at NWA, for instance, I would, most of us were there. Um, uh, the, the language barrier, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, even when we were going down the road to do interviews, you know, um, I can't, re- can't remember any, her name. So forgive me for that. But like, she wasn't getting as many interviews because she spoke Spanish. And so, like, do you think we're just not recognizing um, as many people because there is that language barrier there? And therefore, it's like you have people who've been in the game for 20 plus years, but you're only hearing certain names just because certain American wrestlers are going over to those countries and bringing that person to our to our knowledge. Yeah, I mean, there's so we have a we we just released an interview on Saki from DDT Pro and we've had an interview with with Maki. Um, and Kamiyu, and then we're having another really huge one actually coming up. And and there are translators. There, if you don't know them and they exist already, then you probably won't know them. But you know, luckily PWI has that push in. So there are translators. I think part of it is that uh, U.S. media and like West media didn't really ever cover it, so mm. they didn't see it for a long time, right? Just because there wasn't like the internet, and then when they did start seeing it, it took a long time for them to cover it. Um, and so we just weren't aware of it. Then there's also, you know, listing on this list particularly, again, they have to have some sort of intergender basically matches, right? And Japan up until recently with their indies have been very closed off on on intergender matches. So it's why you have stardom, it's why you have New Japan. They, they typically culturally don't allow it. Um, the indies now, they are. And so Choco Pro, Gato Move, which is Emmy's, her own uh, promotion, they, they do it a lot. In fact, she was crazy busy with a lot of intergender tag teams, which helped her. Obviously, she still did some AEW stuff, like, remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she did some stardom stuff, too, mm-hmm. over the last year. But, um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the reason why she's on this list is because of her own promotion, which is, I mean, it's sad, but that, that's how it works. I guess the question for everybody is like, what's the feeling on uh, intergender matches? Like, um, I forgot who I saw. Somebody was, it was, I've been watching way too many interviews, but somebody is making mention of it um, where some men feel like it's like reverse, like abuse or something, something crazy. Um, and they don't necessarily like it. And then some people don't like care for it. So what, what's everybody's feeling um, on intergender matches? Uh, I've heard Katrina, a mix. Uh, <laughs> I've heard um, a mix of things actually from people I've interviewed as well, and I've kind of posed the question, just like, "What were your thoughts?" Um, and I've heard some of the male wrestlers say something very similar in regards to they didn't really like it because they were worried about hurting them or like sometimes about believability and stuff like that. This is like. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I'm not a wrestler, so I can't, you know, say in that regard. But as like watching it, I think if it's done well, like, um, I think Trisha Dora and um, Darius Carter had a match at uh, We Are Wrestling as well. That was an amazing, amazing match. Entered into the match and they killed it. So I feel like, you know, you get phenomenal wrestlers, either man or woman, you can make it work. I mean, I feel like most wrestlers goal is to hopefully do a match where they can be safe. So it was just an odd thing that I'm like, it's really like, I would hope that's what you guys would do no matter who your opponent is, at least to try to be safe to the person you're stepping in the ring with. But I've definitely heard like people who are okay with it. And then some like, no, 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 I don't like it. It's a bit I, I don't want to like not to insult anybody it says it sounds a bit narrow minded in like 2020 2021 but you know <laughs> I mean, you have somebody in the chat not a big fan of internet yeah I mean, there's a few people that aren't fans in the chat I mean I I don't have uh, I don't have any issues with them I think when you have when you have two really great athletes in the ring it doesn't matter it doesn't matter where they come from or anything. Like just put them in there and they're great athletes and they're gonna go go for it and put on a really great show um, and tell a really great story. So I, I really have, I really don't have issues with it, um, but I know depending on promotion and the fan base and what type of match it is, um, it could be a little problematic. Um, so I think you just have to um, really make sure that those there's a lot of trust involved with those types of matches um any match really and um you just have to have to just uh think it out and and you know make sure that you're, you're telling the right story at the right moment yeah i mean everyone should watch the wrestling that they like i'm not going to yeah. <laughs> you know you just say i don't like intergender wrestling then okay but i i see a lot of arguments where they think it promotes domestic violence which I think is kind of silly. I mean, if you're an adult and you're watching wrestling, hopefully you're aware that it's fake. I think that the problem where it comes in is if the, the physicality of the two wrestlers are so different. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to put like, Brock Lesnar in a, in a match with Rio because that's gonna look real rough. Even though I'm sure Rio, yeah. can, you know, even though I'm it sure has to be the right matchup. Like I right. like it, it, it just it has to make sense. Like it, there's advantages, you know, that yeah. you to consider. I mean, you have to suspend disbelief, right? So yeah. I mean, it's got to be equal because I know, like I know Charlotte Flair could kick so many men's butts mm -hmm. in my life. Like there's no doubt about it in my mind, and I don't think that having two professional wrestlers, like Emily said, in a ring fighting is unprofessional or, you know, domestic violence. Or I don't think that at all. Right. Um, but again, it has to be done in a way where it's clearly not like somebody beating the crap out of someone, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's wrestling. And I've seen some incredible intergender matches. Uh, you know, we'll talk about Trisha Dora later, but she did also an Iron Man. Well, mm -hmm. Iron Person match. Great, great With match. Tony Deppin. And that one's mm -hmm. 60 minutes. And she killed it. And they're about the same physical-wise. They're about the same height, the same build. And, and that's what makes it, in my in my mind, a little less, like, severe, you know. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I, the key, I, I say it's the drinking game. Storyline, 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 storyline. If the storyline makes sense, and uh, you said it, Kristen, where, it, like, it, it, it's, it's like, okay, well, definitely, like, Anaya Jax, 
um, uh, Jordan Grace, like this, where, where it's like, no, in real life, they could probably kick 80% of the, you know, then, then I, I want to see that. So I, I definitely agree with you. It just has to, it just has to make sense. And then also too, um, for me, I almost equate wrestling to like ballet. It's like a really great dance. Like you, you if they do it right, you be, you believe it to the point where you're just like, I don't know who's gonna win, and this excites me even more because you just don't know what the outcome is gonna be. So um, I'm definitely on that 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 same. I think we're all on the same page as that. Um, so let's move on. We I just made mention of her. Let's move on to our number 179th position, Jordan Grace. Um, she's amazing, by the way. Um, let's talk about uh, how the position where she made on our list, and also her husband's on the list as well. So I think is that the first is that the first couple this this 500 list. I'm sure there have been other couples. Maybe. That's a good question. I'm sure. I feel like that. I'm sure there's been other. Yeah, I feel like Lainey and I don't know if they were couples then, but I feel like Lainey and GPA were probably on the list together last year. But I I don't know. I know he wasn't he wasn't this year. Sorry, GPA. Yeah. Um, but Lainey is. Um, so I don't I don't know actually. I'm sure there was though. I don't keep track of that. I guess. No, it was pretty <laughs> cool. No, not too many people can say that because the yeah. qualification qualifications for a woman to be on the list in the first place. So, uh, so she's in the position 179. So tell us about that, how she qualified and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, it's her first time ranking on the 500, which is, I mean, it's surprising. But if you look back in her career, I mean, criteria-wise, it's not. But it's surprising because she is so strong. Um, and she has pulled her weight quite a bit um, with the men. Uh, you know, she ranked the last three years for the women's 100. Um, but, you know, this year she really stepped out of women's division a little bit more with impact. So she mm -hmm. fought for like the X division title several times. Um, she had singles matches against men for impact. And that's the great thing about impact is that they know, like we just said, how to pair them up believably. Yeah. Um, you know, Taya, even when she was with impact was competing against some of the mid card men that were the same size, you know? So Jordan Grace, she's had a phenomenal year. She's held multiple titles. Um, not all of them. I mean, I don't think any of them are intergender, but you know, she did a lot of work intergender wise for impact, which put her pretty much right up there. <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely um, amazing. And it's so funny. I'm, th I'm sure a lot of you guys have experienced this when you interview, when you see somebody in real life versus when you, when you interview them in real life versus when you see them on TV, how small they are. Yes. So Jordan Grace is only five, two. Yeah. She's super tiny she's super small like height wise right like right. and i but she's so strong and like that's the foundation of like her wrestling is like this bodybuilder and just like her like tk and i were talking about like she has these beautiful photos that she posts of her post-workout right and she does not seem five two not i mean not that this is what it's about right. <laughs> why she's on this list um, <laughs> she's incredibly talented beyond that um <laughs> But I think she's so versatile. And I think that is what I think makes her stand out on this list is that she's part of multiple uh, multiple areas of the industry and then also outside of the industry as well has an influence. And so I think that's that's important to realize as well. Yeah, she's super smart, super progressive, doesn't mince her words at all. 
Um, and very <laughs> yeah, very intimidating, <laughs> but not. I mean, she's sweet, but you know. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not the um, the the stereotype, which I really love. Like we're we're just seeing, you know, so much diversity now. Um, so I'm really hoping to see more of it, and you know, just more women shows, more just shows where women are doing amazing things. So um, yeah, she's definitely deserving to be on the list. Yeah, I think, I, I know it's it, it's not necessarily fully wrestling related, but I know this year she also brought attention to body positivity and breaking down those stigmas in the wrestling industry um, and across the board. So I think that photo project that she worked on around WrestleMania, I think was really important and got the industry talking about how wrestling, like, like TK said, wrestlers don't have to have an atypical look um, there, there can be diversity in body types, which I think is important, especially for, uh, for young wrestlers that want to get involved. Like they can see people on their screens that, uh, they can see themselves in and that's yep. important. Agree. Very true. Very true. And now last but not least, I absolutely love this woman. I'm sure everybody uh, is agreed. I don't think there's anybody that's going to say anything else. She placed number uh, 44 on the list, Trish Adora. And I honestly think this picture is just an iconic picture. Like this is the first, if you Google her name, this is the first picture that comes up. I really love this picture just in general. But uh, tell us like how she made this list. Yeah, well, I mean, hello. Right? <laughs> <laughs> An incredible year. I don't think there's any... I mean, unless you're just not watching the Indies, there's really no question why she made the list. I mean, she's had an incredible year. She holds uh, the Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling World. I was like, how do I say that? Wrestling World Championship. Um, she's former GCW Women's uh, Champ. Uh, you know, she ranked last year at 173, but she's just been growing in importance, growing in importance for representation, growing in importance for just women in general. And I mean, she's, She's had an incredible year. And mm -hmm. she's, somebody told me once that she's like the most photogenic person you've ever met. And, I, and it's not one of the reasons why she like is on the list at all. We don't look at that kind of stuff, but she is. And I, I think it's because she just holds this sort of charisma and she has this like inner glow about her that just, mm -hmm. you, know, you can't, you see her on a card and you, you have to watch it. You just have to. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so true. Fortunate to see her twice uh, this year, actually, nice. in June and in August. Uh, absolutely just fantastic matches. Like, I was, you know, you try to keep yourself calm because I was there, like, on assignment. But I was so totally fangirled. Like, oh, my God, she's a pretty person. <laughs> and she's such a queen. And just, like, that's right. You know, Trish, just do everything. She's amazing. So I'm super happy she's on this list as high as she is because she's had, like, you know, and then she does it all in her social media too to kind of go off the kayfabe. Like, you know, she talked a little bit trash, like she needs to for her match and to get on still being fabulous the way she is. She's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's the highest woman, the highest ranked woman ever on a PW500 list. Uh, before it was uh, Kylie Ray at 78 last year, but this year it's her at 44. And we, when we were doing it a little behind the scenes, when we were doing it right around this 44 mark, uh, Kevin just looked at me and he said, Who do, we got a woman we can put here? And I'm like, Trish? Why would we not put Trish in the top 50? Excuse me. <laughs> she better be. Yeah. Yeah. There's all this talk about, you know, 
uh, black wrestling draws and and it does and this is proof she's she draws regardless of where she's at yeah i'm you know yeah. her stuff at roh was fantastic um i'm yeah and she does a lot of intergender too she's not afraid to take some some dudes down so it's really great yeah i mean former um uh veteran like she's just her story is just incredible i think she taps into so many different um circles other than black wrestler which um you know that's fine too but it's just great when you connect to people on different levels too so she's right. just i agree with that i haven't met her in person we have done a couple of interviews with her but it just feels like i call it the beyonce effect when you just meet somebody and they're like just mm -hmm. they're just like floating like they're just very calm but they may also make you feel great yeah and see, like i don't like a, there's only very few people who have that je ne sais quoi and she to me seems like that person like She'll make you feel amazing. I'm like, but wait, I thought I was interviewing you. Like you, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, the script has flipped, and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just one. Of, it's just one of those things. Um, so that that kind of finishes off or rounds off the list as, of women who are on the PWI 500. Now, the women for the 150. Um, so it has. It was 100 last year. Has increased to 150 this year. So what, like not that I'm complaining because there's <laughs> to be on this list, but what, you know, what was the decision to make this list, you know, bigger? Yeah. Expand it. Yeah. So uh, every year PWI does their reader pool. Right. And um, last year for the two or the 500 there, you know, like this year, there was some discourse about why is there not more women on it? Um, and that will take 15 hours for me to go through, but you know, basically we were like, yeah, why, what, what can we do to make sure that more women are spotlighted? Because necessarily merging the list will not, will not make sure more women are spotlighted, frankly, if you delete, if you, if you just don't have a women's list at all. A lot of indie women will get just kind of, you know, um, shut out. So, you know, and then also too last year with the women's list, we had a hard time towards the end. I was on the ranking committee too. And we were leaving off so many, and this is in COVID too. Mm -hmm. So many women that were like, oh, come on, what? Like, and even in the bigger promotions, like, how can we not put this woman on here? Um, but we had to keep it at 100. And so uh, PWI put out a poll and they just said, should we increase it? And most readers said yes. So we decided let's try a nice even 150 to start with. Could very well increase 200 in the future. Probably will, frankly. Oh, yeah. Um, right. And yeah, and because even at 150, we were struggling to fit everybody on there again during COVID. And this is not including Canadian women or some of the UK women or these women who have not just been wrestling. So super hard to do, but we thought like me, me and Kevin just had a meeting and said, let's just, let's, let's try it. Let's try it out. And uh, it was super easy to fill the 150. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm honestly crazy excited. This, this one had a lot of new members on the ranking committee and there was a lot of discussion, <laughs> a lot, um, which is good. Um, but it, it, I mean, it's, it was a well-touted list. So I'm really excited for this one to, to be shared. Everyone yeah. I mean, I, I know you can't, uh, you can't share anything really about, um, about that list. Um, but that's exciting that it has, ex has expanded to 150. Um, in general, um, was it exciting for you to to uh, potentially find new wrestlers that you might not potentially maybe not have heard of as, as you were navigating breaking the 150? Yeah, well, um, a lot of the indies kind of saw this boom 
we can thank a lot of of that for Thunderosa, frankly. Mission Pro mm -hmm. did a lot this year um, and, and pulled those women and put them on NWA and put them on AEW. And I mean, those the women did the work, but you know, there was more visibility for the Indies. And so, you know, I, I, my job uh, that I put on myself <laughs> is to keep track of women's wrestling as much as I can. And there were so many new faces. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have been ranked for the very first time and that's awesome news. And I think we can thank COVID a little bit for that because now there's, there's streaming options. And a lot of those indie promotions are streaming where, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I, I wouldn't have known maybe about a Jordan Blade or, you know, a Davian or somebody like that. I maybe not have known about them if if the indies weren't strong right now. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, like you can't go to every indie show like that's right. that's across the, the country. So, yeah. Um, and we, you know, just like the 500, we had people who had jobs on this committee. So we had a gentleman who really knows Joshi like crazy and so I, I i promise all the joshi fans that is covered this year and this one's 150 there are lots on there and so yeah we're really excited about it it's gonna be a really great list and so when can people expect this list because you know you know women's wrestling talk we're we're definitely we want right. to we want to like we want to see this list and obviously i'm not asking to see it first but when can we right. all the world expect to see this list um so we're still finishing up the entries like writing everything i think until the middle of this month so it'll probably be the end of september beginning of october okay so what are you saying kristen that we're going to do another another show so we can discuss oh yeah, this oh, yeah. there's gonna be a lot to discuss i'm sure why don't you let me put you on the calendar um, but, yeah, i'm really really excited about that because even just looking back when we first started this show um and I still haven't gotten like all the shows, but we're at about 220 as far as interviews and with a couple of repeats. So that would probably bring us to about 200 interviews of female wrestlers, probably take out, give or take a few for men. So 190, which is still a lot. Awesome. And I'm still like, you know, when I go to different things or I, you know, even AEW uh, at dark, it's just like, you're, I'm seeing somebody new and I'm just like, wait, like it's a, it's a lot, but it's also great to see. Like, you know, when I first started this, I just, you know, you just think of like the the core pillars, like the, you know, the people who are retired, the people who are sitting, but there's way more and there's way more promotions. So and more, so much more. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing for um, women's, women's wrestling. So it the is. question is, where do you see it going? Do you see more women's promotions like a Mission Pro or, you know, at more Empower? Do you think that's the direction that we should go? We, as if we're all wrestlers, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it's inevitable. Like, I don't think that there's a question about it. I think there's a lot of women in this industry, like Thunder Rosa, who just force their way through that door and they don't care. Like, they don't need you to open it for them. So I, I think, you know, women's wrestling is already huge. I find a lot of people who say to me, I don't, I don't really care about the men's matches. I tune out. So I think it's really big. And I think everything, media, all that stuff is going to respond appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. There it is. Any any questions or comments, y'all? I think we covered it all. I mean, um, so I was going to ask something. Uh, so I saw a lot of uh, my my fellow broadcast uh, friends and uh, commentary partners and all that. Um, they were talking a lot about whether there might be a PWI list for commentary hosts, broadcasters, things like that uh, mm -hmm. in the future. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for Kevin, but it that was also on on the the readers poll, 
And there are a lot of people that are really interested in that kind of list. I think he was like, let's let's work this tag team list that's brand new for a year or two that, before mm-hmm. we like introduce another list because it's a lot of work. But that's definitely on the table. I mean, he asked those questions on the reader poll for a reason. Yeah, you know, there has been a lot of comments about that, and and they deserve y'all deserve that sort of recognition. So absolutely. I mean, that seems like a more daunting list than than. <laughs> I feel like that is. I mean, you, yeah, you have to look at a lot of uh, factors and avenues on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no just cage match, right? You have to really, really research people. Yeah, <laughs> I will do a cage match. I will, I will make it happen. Cage matches are my favorite. <laughs> I was like, if I can get the number one spot for me on a cage match, tag team match, I will take. I will do a cage match. You know, Preston, we're we're gonna do one. We're, we're to make a cage match happen oh boy wow well thank you thank you kristen for doing all this work because like i said it's um, incredible it's so much work so we appreciate it i know um, yes definitely i know lots of people talk about it once the list comes out but uh, i know it's a lot of work uh for your whole whole committee to get it out there yeah Yeah, so definitely to you guys for sure yeah i don't think i could do it thank you (laughs) (laughs) here's the caveat guys when the list like with the list now and when the list does come out i'm I'm gonna speak for you christy because i think sometimes you might get this like this is this is a a a list it's not an end all b list this is not please you know attack uh pwi list this is just you know we all love wrestling appreciate it and you know just show love not hate no negative, no negativity. Even on this podcast, if I see any negative comments, um, you will be blocked. I'm putting that in the atmosphere now. Um, so yeah, this is fun stuff, guys. So please, you know, because I can only imagine um, sometimes because some people go a little haywire. So yeah, just- I had to block like five people yesterday. I'll put it that way. Oh goodness. Well, yeah, that's not that's not cool, guys. Be nice. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah, with that being said, where can people find you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe nowhere. <laughs> um, at, uh, on Twitter at Kristen Ashley, I tweet a gazillion times a day. All my stuff's there. I'm also at Bell to Bells, uh, belltobells.com, and then youtube.com forward slash Bell to Bells. We have yeah. a bunch of interviews coming up. Sounds Stay good. That for Perfect. Sure. Thank you. And Miss Emily, where can everybody find you? You can find me on all social media platforms. If you want to see me in a cage match, you got to go there and follow my <laughs> socials at Emily Mayheller. So now where can everybody find you? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Cat We Trust, the E is a three. I'm also on Facebook and YouTube for like wrestling interviews and all nerdy type stuff. And if you want to catch my writing stuff, then that's on Sports Obsessive and Shooting the Sports-ish. I thought you were like, you too want to see me in a cage match. I thought that's <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you guys so much for joining. We are going to be doing more stuff like this. And uh, definitely, for sure, we want to uh, talk about the PWI 150, the women's list. So we're going to, you know, once that comes out, we're definitely going to have a show about that. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure that you're following Women's Wrestling Talk on all social media platforms, www.talkpod. Our website, www.talkpod.com. We have some really interesting interesting stuff coming in the next two weeks so please check it out more commentary and you know just you know you'll 
it's very interesting stuff. Trust me. Um, <laughs> other than that, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, like I said, this was amazing. I love, um, obviously, Women's Wrestling Talk. I love highlighting women. I think we are doing great stuff. stuff and I'm also um, of the kind of opinion that, you know, the men are okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much till next time ciao bye wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.